and welcome back to Cool Gems. I am so glad to have you around this Pojang Matcha table where we gather to talk about our favorite dramas or things that we are currently watching. Today, I thought we could take a break from the real world and retreat into the charming little world of Chicago Typewriter, or known in Korean as Chicago Tajaki. This drama was highly recommended to me by my friend, and it stars Im Soo-jung from such www even though that came later, which I am a huge fan of, so you know I had to check it out. It's also a story about reincarnation, and when done right, they are very beautiful stories in a very nostalgic kind of way, so this was right up my alley. I am four episodes in right now, and so far I'm really impressed. It's so sweet, it's so charming, it's beautifully shot. The music is great, the character dynamics are a lot of fun, so I want to talk about it. So here's your spoiler warning, if you haven't seen it, go watch it, it's great, and come back and we can talk about it. Otherwise, let's get into it. So as you know, the drama cuts between present-day Korea and Korea in the 1930s, which is so refreshing and delightful. I've watched a couple of dramas that are set in the past, but they're usually set in Imperial Korea, which I don't have anything against. I mean, I love Mystic Pop-Up Bar, and Hotel Del Luna is one of my all-time favorite dramas. Seeing the type of hairstyles they used to have and the type of clothes they used to wear is a lot of fun and it's really interesting to kind of understand what the Korean society was like at that time. But 1930s Korea is a side of Korea that I've never seen before, so it's very novel to me and I am eager to dive into it. It also gets extra points for integrating the past and the present because I am a huge fan when two different time periods are sort of intermingled together to tell the story. I enjoy my fair share of historical stuff, but I tend to watch more stuff that are set in the present day because they are more relatable for obvious reasons. I can't remember a life without the internet. <laughs> but I love, love, love it when stories tangle both the past and the present together because it brings this sense of nostalgia, this sort of very timeless but also ephemeral quality. Like the feeling you get when you look at old photos of your grandparents. Old photos are literally snapshots of the past that are frozen in time, and it feels almost timeless because you are firmly anchored in the present moment while taking this peek into the snapshot of the past, you're looking at this single fleeting moment that got frozen in time through this photo while you are in this present reality and time period. And when I look at photos like that, I kind of wonder, like, what were they like at my age? Because, you know, when you come into this world, your grandparents are already your grandparents. My grandparents have been old for as long as I remember. And it's so strange to think about a time when they were young, you know? It's just really interesting to think about. So dramas or movies, anything really that tells a story through time, brings me that same sort of feeling. And they are also usually the type of stories that make me cry. So <laughs> we'll see if this drama does that. The other thing I really want to talk about is that this drama revolves around writing. Han Seju, played by Yu Ah-in, is a writer. 
전설, played by Im Soo-jung, is a fan who loves to read. Yu Jin-ho, played by Ko Kyung-pil. I don't really understand his role just yet, but he is a writer too, a ghost writer in fact. And we have Big Tae-min, played by Kwak Siang, who is also another writer. So this whole story revolves around writing. And that is a huge point for me. It immediately got my attention. Because my first love is actually writing. I've written stories since I was five. At seven, my dream was to be an author. Reading and writing was always just such a huge part of my life. I used to write in class instead of taking notes. <laughs> I remember one time, um, my friend jokingly telling me, all of us secretly text under our tables, but you, you choose to read under the table. <laughs> so it's especially gratifying to me to watch a drama that is related to reading and writing. On the topic of writing, that one scene, that conversation Pig Min had with his father after his father read his draft, is coming to my mind. You know, we saw his father cross out a whole page in his draft, and then his father told him to rewrite the whole story. And I felt that. I mean, I'm not an author, and I don't know if I can even call myself a writer because I feel like that's a title that I haven't earned. But like I said, writing has always been a huge part of my life. My work has always been really, really precious to me. I mean, I would obsess over every single word. It's not just the word's meaning. It's how it looks, how it sounds, the prosody of the sentence, whether it just flows off your tongue, you know? Whether the word, when said, would give you that force of emotion that I was trying to portray. For me, it was like I spent hours in this universe, I intentionally would go into this specific headspace to write. I dedicated so much of myself, you know, into my stories. So if someone were to cross out like a whole section, I mean, I don't know, maybe I just don't take critique well, but if someone just crossed out like a whole section like that and told me to rewrite the whole thing, I... I mean... I get constructive criticism and suggestions and stuff, but if someone would suggest, tell me the entire thing doesn't work. I mean, considering how much of myself I put into my writing, it's like my writing is a part of me, you know? It's so precious to me, so, so at that moment, I felt so, so, so bad for him. I wanted to go right up into the drama and just give him a hug. But then his father gave him the critique that the writing wasn't him, that he was trying to be someone else. Specifically, he was trying to imitate Han Sezu. And I get that, you know, um, that you should be yourself. And with writing, you should make your writing your own. You should make your universe your own. But I also don't quite get it. Because if it's his story, if he came up with the idea, how can it not be his? You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not a professional writer, so I don't know, but I just didn't really understand it. Either way, even if it's something you are not good at, or if it's something you don't enjoy, I think as long as you put effort into it, it can really hurt for that work to be torn apart. So I really felt for him and that look of disappointment he had on his face, especially coming from his dad. 
because it looks like he respects his father a lot and he is seeking his father's approval and affirmation and not getting it. And from what I understand of the drama so far, it seems almost like he is living under Seju's shadow even in his own home. His father cares deeply about Seju. Seju's mom, we found out, is his first love. Even his wife is insecure about it. She pretty much gets triggered by anything related to her husband's first love and Seju. We see her sort of like trying to destroy Seju's career, you know, working with that reporter to write rumors and horrible things about Seju. And there was that argument that she had with her husband where she was saying that she doesn't trust him and she thought that he was sneaking out to meet Seju. She doesn't trust that Seju isn't her husband's son. It's just this very tangled and precarious relationship. And that's reflected in Taemin and his dad's relationship too. His father holds him at a distance while expressing concern for Seju. He keeps referring to him by this very formal title of writer, Pigtaemin Takanim, instead of calling him his son and creating this distance. It's not that he doesn't care about his son because he does want his son to be himself. But I really don't understand why he is treating his own son this way, trying to create this distance. But overall, it's so messy and I feel so bad for Taemin because he's not a bad guy. You know, I really hope he gets his happy ending and he learns to understand his worth apart from what his father or his friend think. But I'm also really curious about this whole relationship mess. Taemin, Seju, the father, Seju's mom. Is Seju Taemin's half-brother? What happened in the house? Which brings me to the next thing I want to talk about. That is, the relationships that Chonsol has. It's sort of parallel to Seju's own relationships. Because Chonsol is also living with a friend. Like Seju used to be. I thought that she was maybe just crashing at a friend's place for a couple of months. But it seems like she is living there and that she has lived there for many, many years. She has a whole bed to herself and Pang Jin's mom is basically like her own mom. The three of them are pretty much a family. And I am so curious about why Chon Sol is living with them. Why her mom abandoned her? What happened to her dad? And on a somewhat related note, who is Taehan? You know, the guy who has a crush on her. I remember him as a Sashin, the Grim Reaper from Hotel Del Luna. He is such an interesting character in this drama. I am honestly really curious about him. I want to know how he knows Chun Sol. He seems like such a sweet, funny, and caring guy. And I want to know more. I want to see more of him. Speaking of characters that I'm curious about, on top of basically everyone else, I am really curious about the Ghost Rider. Yujino is the name that we were given at first, or Yu as he introduced himself to Pangjin. By the way, the music they played there, only Yu, was perfect. I wonder if they chose that name just so they can use that song? <laughs> because that was genius. But I really want to know who that Ghost Rider is. He seems to be a part of Chonsol and Seju's past, but I don't really know how they are all connected yet. 
So I'm really curious to find out. And how did he get into Seju's house? Also, how does he remember the past? Because he is the one writing the story of their past. I was really confused. Well, I still am. It seems almost like he is a ghost at times, kind of like that dog at the start, because he remembers the past when no one else does. And like, how did he escape from, you know, being tied to the chair by Seju? And he's always in very old-fashioned clothes, so I don't know. But people can see him, and he was hired by Tisok, who is Seju's editor or agent. I also really want to know what his intentions are. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? I want to know. Can we trust him? He seems also like this very collected, calculated, very intelligent and mysterious guy who knows everything for some reason. So I kind of don't want to trust him. But at the same time, when he has those confrontations with Seju, he's almost comedic. And it seems like they used to be friends. But who is he? <laughs> Why doesn't he have anywhere to go? So as you can probably tell, I am completely hooked. I'm invested. I need these explained. I need to know what happens next. What about you? What are your thoughts on this drama so far? Let me know. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Cool Jams. I had so much fun discussing Chicago Typewriter with you. You know, I love this drama, so it's so nice having someone to talk about it with. But let me know what you think of this episode. Let me know what you think of the first four episodes of Chicago Typewriter. I do want to know what you think. You can reach me at CoolGemsPod on Twitter and Instagram. Otherwise, come around again next Tuesday for a new episode. We have lots of cool gem dramas lined up, so I'll see you then.